In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, 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 people. This is Diane Jones, your host. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. This is our second show. We're so glad to be, to be back with you on the air. This is another Monday. I just want to thank those of you that listened last week. And I hope that we have some new listeners, and I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, last week, we did get some feedback from our premiere show, and uh, we were excited about that. Um, according to the feedback that we got, we accomplished our goal. And uh, our goal was to share and to reach out to hurting people. So that's exactly what we're going to continue to do. We're going to reach out to hurting people tonight, and we're going to continue to share stories from my personal testimony, from my life. I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit from my book, The Story of Me. Uh, last week, I forgot to mention how you could get that book, so I want to make sure I do that off the top of the show tonight. Uh, the Story of Me by Diane Jones. It is available through Ingram's Books in the Print Database, directly from the publisher at authorhouse.com, or through the book hotline at authorhouse.com, if you call 888-280-7715. It is also available through amazon.com and barnesandnobles.com, if you Google it, you can find it. Um, you can get it through almost any um, online internet uh, service. So um, we're going to get right into our, our show tonight. Um, last week I introduced myself, um, told you a little bit about myself. My name is Diane Jones. I'm a minister. I won't spend too much time talking about that tonight because um, 
you can still listen to that show uh, from last week in our podcast uh, library. It is still available, so if you would like to, you can go back to that show from last week, and you could also read my bio. But I will be talking from my own personal uh, experience, and we're going to get a little further in our in our um, discussion tonight about how to overcome sexual abuse. Um, my husband, my wonderful husband, Christopher Jones, um, he was gracious and kind to join me last week, and he's going to be coming back and joining us again. As a matter of fact, um, I do believe he is listening. Are you with me, Mr. Chris? Yes, I am. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got that happy, chipper, yes, I'm ready voice. <laughs> well, glad to be with you and glad to take part in the ministry and just I'm here standing by. Well, it's, it's good to work with you as usual, my friend. Um, I'm sipping tea again. I know you're not a tea drinker, but I told the audience last week that I, I enjoy drinking my tea, uh, not the caffeinated kind, people. We don't need to add caffeine to our diets, but tonight I am sipping a mixture of apple, lemon, pomegranate, Caribbean breeze, uh, and it is good. It is very, very good. So anyway, dear, how was your Monday? Well, I had a good day. Um, went to work, went to the gym, stayed on my eating plan, trying to lose weight, and it was a good day. Looking forward to tonight's um, broadcast. Well, good, good. I'm so proud of you. I know the weight thing is a constant battle for so many people, including including myself, just trying to stay in shape. Um, but anyway, because we're going to run out of time, I guess we should get right into the heart of the matter. Um, we said that we would talk about how to overcome sexual abuse, and uh, we would share from the story of me, which is available, like I said, through many different sources. But I, um, as I was preparing for tonight's show, I was thinking, in order to talk about how to overcome sexual abuse, I think it's, it's important that we define it, that we first make sure that all of our listeners know what it is that we're talking about. Uh, I'm sure that there may be some of you out there who have experienced abuse firsthand, sexual abuse physical abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse. So um, those of you who, who've experienced it firsthand, I don't really need to give you an explanation, but you never know if there's somebody listening who really and truly doesn't know what we're talking about. So I just want to make a few statements here um, to put some things on your mind. And one of them is that as you are listening to this broadcast, at this very moment in time, someone is being sexually abused. I want you to think about that. As you are listening to my voice, someone is being sexually abused. It could be someone that you know. It could be someone that you work with, 
It could be someone that you've seen in the grocery store. Maybe you don't know them well. It may be someone that you don't even know, someone across the globe. But someone is being sexually abused right now. And I think that that is a sobering, a sobering thought. That's how prevalent, that's how often this horrible trauma is happening in people's lives. And sad, sad to say, sexual abuse is a natural human act. Now, I know that statement is probably going to raise some eyebrows and it's going to raise some curiosity and it might even、um, provoke some, some feelings. But I'll explain that to you as we get deeper into our discussion. Sexual abuse is a natural human act, it will not go away. It is not going to go away. And the reason I say that is because it will be an inherent part of the human race as long as violations against God's laws. Exist in this earth. As long as there are people who refuse to acknowledge God as God, who refuse to believe His Word, the Holy Bible, is true and is from Him, we will have violators. We will have those that violate God's laws, that sin against. God and therefore sin against mankind. So that's why I say it will be an inherent part of the human race as long as sin exists in the earth. That is also sobering. Because I hear people, you know, when I worked in the foster care system、um, as a foster parent, I remember one counselor in particular that was.、Uh, Counseling one of our children. And her philosophy was that there, you know, she doesn't believe that there's any evil people in the world. She doesn't believe that there's any bad people in the world. She, she, she just believes that some people are just perhaps misguided or they've probably, you know, just had a hard life and they've made some mistakes. But, you know, the Bible clearly, clearly lets us know that. The heart of man is desperately wicked. And none of us can know the heart. None of us can know the depths of the heart and what the heart is capable of. Except for God. He knows the thoughts and intentions of everyone's heart. And because the heart of man is desperately wicked, he or she, you know, mankind, is capable of all sorts of vileness. And sexual abuse is, is a part of that. So、um, it is the result of sexual immorality passed on from one generation to the next. The worldwide effects of sexual immorality will only be abolished when sin is abolished. So I know that that's heavy, and I wanted to put something on your mind. So when we come back from the break, 
we'll pick up from there. I want to thank our sponsors. One of our sponsors is Equipping the Saints Ministries. Based in Maryland, you may write them at P.O. Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Or you can email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. We will be back from the break in a minute. Okay? Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Are you alarmed, anxious, angry, even afraid of what is happening to America? It's time for Grassroots America, We the People. Learn how to get involved in your voting precinct and take back our country. It's time to build unity upon the Constitution and the wisdom of our founding fathers. Grassroots America, We the People, every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central on Toginet Radio. Radio with a cutting edge. Now, there is a show that boldly claims that it can help you reveal where you are on your spiritual path. It's The Soul's Intent with author, psychologist, and spiritual teacher Ernie Vecchio. Thursday evenings at 9 on toginet.com. The Soul's Intent is that you get here, that you live in the present, and that you witness your life in a fashion that puts you in tune or in touch with the wisdom of the whole of who you are. Having context for our lives provides the continuity to make a shift for the better in our lives. The Soul's Intent suggests that the change is actually outside of time. For more information on Dr. Vecchio and The Soul's Intent, go to truthsofbodyandsoul.com. Tune in and learn how this is the physical place of love, truth, and freedom. Learn that moving to such a place is actually a choice. The Soul's Intent with author, psychologist, and spiritual teacher Ernie Vecchio. Thursday evenings at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. We were talking about sexual abuse. We were talking about how it will be a part of the human race as long as there are people who violate God's laws, who refuse to retain God in their knowledge. The worldwide effects of sexual immorality will only be abolished when sin is abolished. And there will come a time when, when there will be no more sin. 
And we have that to look forward to when there will be no more sorrow, when there will be no more abuse of any kind, not just sexual abuse, but abuse of any kind. It's important to say that all sin has generational consequences. What do I mean by generational consequences? I mean consequences that are passed down from one generation to the next. You know, the Bible lets us know that the sins of the fathers are visited on the children to the third and the fourth generation. So all sin has generational consequences. And sadly, you know, in the society that we live in today, people are very um, self-centered and self-focused. You know, they live for now. So they don't think about how their consequences can affect the next generation. Um, But all sin has generational consequences. Sexual sin is an assault against one's individual soul and person. Would you agree with me on that, Chris? Sexual sin is an assault against an individual soul and the person. It's not just external. It's not just physical. It's internal. Therefore, it has internal and external consequences. Would you agree with me on that? Absolutely. Um, Because we're talking about a spirit that is a entity that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So um, it is, it's a personal attack to to take your utmost and inner being to to rob you and, and leave an empty shell behind. Just, just literally just like that, to take the, the, the truest and the best essence that you have and, and just leave a cocoon behind. That's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not just, I mean, a lot of people are violent, violently abused, you know, when they're, when they're raped, they're violently abused. And so, of course, it leaves physical scars, you know. In some cases, it can leave uh, physical scars Inwardly, you know, if if children are molested and abused, you know, it can it can prevent them from being able to bear children later on in life. But, you know, because we're ministers, we want to also emphasize and talk about the spiritual. The spiritual rape that goes along with the physical rape, how the enemy is trying. And when I say the enemy, I'm referring to, to Satan and some people know him as Lucifer, how his, his goal and his plan is to rob you of your essence, hopefully to cause you to blame God, you know, which a lot of people do, to blame God for what has happened to you and, and therefore turn you away from God. And if he can do that, then pretty much he's got your soul and you know, you as an individual. I have found from personal experience, from my own experience, that people don't want to talk about incest. Just, it's just something they don't want to talk about. 
um, families and victims of incest often deny, try to suppress, and hide the fact that incest has occurred in their lives. Why do you think that is? I know I have my opinions, but why do you think that is? Well, it's, it shows the ugly side of human nature. And whether it's somebody who's involved or not, um, it's just more natural for people not to want to think about the ugliness or talk about it. They would rather talk about happier times rather than um, someone suffering or someone being taken advantage of. And, and they would just, they, they would just rather think of happier times. They, they, they don't want to deal with it. They want to avoid that kind of issue. Most, most people. Yeah, I found that to be true. I mean, in my case, I was a victim of sexual abuse. I was molested by my father many times. I found out firsthand that talking about it, you know, evokes all sorts of feelings. And they range from, and sadly, sadly, I didn't get much sympathy. Uh, when I finally got to a place where I started talking about what had happened to me, I didn't get sympathy. I didn't get a sympathetic response. Um, the, the responses re range from denial to all-out anger, to all-out anger. Um, just, you know, the people that have lived through that or are living in it now, you know, that is one of the, that is one of the major traumas on top of the trauma that has already occurred to you is for your family, loved ones, the people that you love, the people that you feel are there to protect you, to not believe you or to be angry with you and feel like you should keep your mouth shut. Well, that's why I believe God has given me a passion to deal with this very issue and, you know, to encourage people to know that, you know, if they don't have someone who's willing to listen, that we are willing to listen, you know, because it's a very difficult thing to do. It's a very, it's, it's very hard to. And, and some people uh, don't feel that they have the capacity to minister or to even listen. So they kind of take the stance of, well, that's your problem. And um, I hope things are better for you. Hope things get better. And it's kind of a, a safe way out. And, and unfortunately, more people are like that because it's, it's, it's such a harsh topic. Right. What, you know, I was thinking that even in ministry, even in, in church settings, um, we have experienced some churches who have been, who have been very receptive to this, to this message, you know, to my testimony, they've invited us to come and speak and share. But then we have also, you know, heard from other ministries and ministers who say, you don't need to be telling people about this. 
you don't you you know you don't you, people you just don't need to talk about this why would you talk about this why would you you know why would you put this out there like this and and i say to those people now you know on the air i say if we don't talk about this you know there are like i said last week literally thousands and millions of people who we are not reaching we when they come into our churches when they come into our ministries we expect them to behave like everybody else you know when they when they have probably not even been healed or delivered from what has happened to them but yet we expect them to behave like everybody else you know we don't expect them to have any any issues we just want them to come in and just fit in and join in and and uh we don't understand why they might get so easily offended about certain things or whatever but this is a population that we are totally overlooking when Jesus himself said that he came to heal the sick to bind up the broken hearted you know to set captives free when you've been molested when you've been a victim of incest when you've been raped you are definitely a captive you are definitely in bondage if you don't get set free so how can we as a church how can we as ministers avoid these people you know it's like It's so we can't avoid them. We have to we have to do the calling that God has given us to do. And I can think of a few opportunities when when we have ministered that you see people from all ages um grown men uh in their 50s and 60s just tears running down their face. And when you see that, you know that that God has is doing something. He's giving you a mission and when you follow through with it you know God is pleased and you know that the healing is is going forth. So I, I mean the the ministry will take care of itself. All we have to do is put ourselves in place and do what God gives us to do. Amen. I say amen to that. <laughs> it looks like um we're going to have to get ready for a break here so I want to at this moment to uh, thank another one of our sponsors and that is Liberty Christian Center they are located in Box Elder South Dakota they are a non-denominational bible based holy spirit led deliverance ministry pastors are Charles and Ramika White they are also a husband and wife team and we want to thank them for sponsoring us And we want to let you know um that they are deliverance ministry. So if you are in that area and you need a place to go that understands your pain, uh they are those kind of people. We'll be back in a few
Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Come be a part of Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio. Her goal is to inspire you to be creative every day. Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Pat lives and breathes being creative through her quilt design business, but her creativity and interests have no bounds. On her show, she'll be introducing us to guests through interviews and talks that have a creative life. We'll learn more about what goes on in the world of quilting. And since Pat, like many of us, is creative in many ways, she'll also introduce us to creative people in other crafts like knitting, crochet, paper arts, and lots more. Pat is also an author, a lecturer, designer, and cheerleader of many. She's tried her hand at making almost everything you can think of and does many crafts to keep her inspired to create. Check out her website, patsloan.com. What makes Pat most happy is to inspire others to be creative every day. So join us for Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Get ready for the not-so-soccer mom, Tuesday afternoons at 1 eastern, noon central on toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The not-so-soccer mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. Everybody In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website, and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing? Chronicling her opinions on everything. The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. We are talking about sexual abuse. Uh, Specifically tonight, we are talking about incest. I can tell you that living through my own abuse uh, created all kinds of feelings and thought patterns, as well as spiritual and mental bondage in my life. And the road to deliverance, the road to freedom, was a long one. It was a process. And in this show, we're going to be talking about that process. We're going to be sharing with you the insights that I have uh, about that process uh, from my life and from the scriptures, from what the Bible has to say, from what the Lord has to say about this whole <sighs> very difficult and very painful uh, situation. Um, 
I want to give you some definitions here tonight because I want to make sure that everyone knows exactly uh, what we're talking about when we when we when we talk about incest. Um, I want to give you some definitions uh, according to Webster's. Incest is the opposite of chaste. Incest is not chaste. It's the opposite of chaste. Okay, it is. It is sexual intercourse between persons too closely related to marry legally. Okay. To be chaste is to be pure. Not indulging in unlawful sexual activity of any kind. To be chaste means to be virtuous, means to be decent. And modest. Well, I have to stop there, dear, and uh, I have to I have to talk about being decent and modest. That seems to be something that is falling by the wayside in our society. Um, I don't even know if decency and modesty are terms that people, our young people, are even familiar with now. We talk about this all the time. The indecency that, that you see just in your everyday lives, the, wow, the, the, the level, the amount of flesh that you see, the amount of, um, you know, what you see on TV, just in a commercial, you can be bombarded with flesh um, exposed. So, um, the enemy is definitely busy doing his job and... The, the enemy is going to always push an agenda that's opposite of God's agenda. And it's our job to push God's agenda and to stay on the mark and to be diligent because the enemy is, we see it all around us. The enemy is pushing uh, that agenda of, of, of flesh, of lust, of sex. Everything is about being sexy now. And it's about me. It's an I, an I mentality that's being pushed everywhere you look. You can see a, a advertisement about orange juice and there'll be a woman with a bikini on that has nothing to do with orange juice. <laughs> you know, it could be about Idaho potatoes. There'll be... Three, three, three women with breasts out in your face. Right. So, um, the enemy is 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 doing his job because he knows his days are short. So we, as as children of God, have to get on the ball and and push God's agenda, which is is about being chaste, um, living a pure life, and and being an example and being a light in a dark world. Exactly. Exactly. And I wish I, I had more time, but I want to get further into this outline. So I won't, I could stay there where, where you were just at. I could stay there for a long time, but I want to go further into the outline and, and continue to talk about biblically speaking, the act of incest falls under the category of fornication. Now, fornication is a word that, you don't hear much these days except in church. 
And even, to be honest, I don't hear it that much in church, the churches that we've been a part of and that we've attended. You don't hear that, that name, fornication, that word fornication too much. But incest falls under the category of fornication. And sometimes I think that if we call things according to their proper name, then perhaps they wouldn't sound so glamorous, you know? Well, <laughs> it's, it's unpopular. And even if you say it nowadays, uh, a lot of people won't even know what you're talking about. So even if you go into it, you have to break it down so it would be truly understood because it's been swept under the rug for so long. Well, <laughs> okay, in that, in that case, then let me explain what, what fornication is. If there's any young person out there that's listening and you've never heard that term before, fornication. Fornication is sexual intercourse between unmarried persons. So that covers a lot of territory. That covers a lot of ground. Sexual intercourse between unmarried persons is classified as fornication. Fornication, according to the Bible, means to indulge in unlawful lust of either sex. Unlawful lust of either sex. It is harlotry, another word that probably is not very popular to be a harlot or harlotry. It's the same as prostitution. I think most people have heard that, that word. That's, fornication is the same as prostitution. So if you're having sex with someone that you're not married to, as far as the Bible is concerned, as far as God the Father is concerned, that is the same as being involved in prostitution. Okay. And the, this, go ahead. And, and society calls it normal. Yes. There was a time that we didn't. There was a time even in this country that it wasn't so accepted. You know, people knew the consequences were devastating. You know, what, what it did to homes, what it did to a young person's life, how it contributed to unwanted pregnancies, how it contributed to S. TDs, sexually transmitted diseases. There was a time when it wasn't so widespread accepted. Um, but it is more accepted now, and all the consequences are still the same. You know, it's not as though the consequences have gone away, but it is more accepted. So I want to I also talk about what else is included under fornication. This includes acts of adultery. Adultery is also fornication. It includes incest. It includes homosexuality, lesbianism, pedophilia, and pornography. All of these acts are under the category of fornication. And now, I personally think that that is one reason why homosexuals and lesbians, which the Bible doesn't even acknowledge those names, those names, homosexual and lesbianisms, you know, are not mentioned in the word of God. What is mentioned is that people have abandoned their natural use for each other, you know, and given over to unnatural feelings. And the Bible calls it confusion. And the Bible calls it perverseness. 
So um, those acts of perverseness, pedophilia, pornography, are all under fornication, and they all have serious, serious ramifications. Oh, I lost my train of thought. What I was going to say is I, I firmly believe that that's why the enemy, Satan, has such an agenda to legalize same-sex marriage because I think that somehow he feels and they feel that if it's legalized, then it can't be classified as fornication anymore. But the Bible clearly says that sex is supposed to be between husband and wife and between a man and a woman. So those are some of the, some of the um, behaviors that fall under fornication. In many cases, incest is also committed by rape. And by that I mean by force. Okay? It is also committed by force. According to Webster's, rape is a crime of having sexual intercourse with a person forcibly and without consent. It also means to plunder or destroy. Okay? When a person is raped, they're not just physically abused, like I said earlier. The enemy's plan is to plunder and to destroy that very soul. You know, to, to strip them of the image of God that should reside in them, that, that should abide in them, to strip them from knowing who they are and who they were created to be. Okay, so incest is not just morally wrong. It's a direct way for Satan to spiritually invade the soul of a person and attempt to take up residence there. So when we talk about incest and when we talk about rape, we're talking about some seriously heavy things. It's not just morally wrong. It's a direct way for Satan to invade the soul of that person. We're going to have to get ready to go to break. I don't want to forget to tell you that we are talking from experience, that you can find my story in my book, The Story of Me. It's available through authorhouse.com. And I will tell you more about that before we go off the air tonight. I want to thank our sponsor, Annette Brown. She is an evangelist a psalmist, and a wonderful friend. Thank you, Annette. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Togginet. 
Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell Thursday nights at 10, 9 Central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune into Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleO'Dell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell. Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Well, we're still here. I am still sipping tea. I didn't even invite you tonight to get your tea. Um, I hope you followed my example and got you some tea or something to help you relax. I know that this is not necessarily a relaxing subject, um, that this is a serious subject, but um, it is, it's a necessary subject. It's something that I really and truly want to shed more light on, that I want to bring to the forefront and put on the minds of many, many more people. Um, Before we went to the break, we were talking about incest. Uh, I am speaking from personal experience, and we were just uh, reviewing some definitions according to Webster's and according to the Bible as far as what incest is. And I left you with a a statement, and I want to repeat that statement, that incest is not just morally wrong. It is a direct way for Satan to spiritually invade the soul of a person and attempt to take up residence there. There's um, so much that I can say about that. Um, So much that that I could expound on that. So, you know, you might wonder, why am I saying that? 
why am I saying that it is a way for Satan to spiritually invade the soul of a person? Well, the Bible, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 16, what? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? It's a question. For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. Okay, so that doesn't totally answer my, my statement yet. But it points out what I was talking about a few minutes ago about incest not just being an external or rape not just being an external violation but an internal violation because when a man joins himself with a woman and in this case the bible is describing a harlot but it's true regardless when a man joins himself to a woman or a woman joins herself with a man sexually they no longer are two they become one flesh in the physical sense, of course, they, they combine and they join together. But spiritually, they also fuse together in a sense. I, I, I know that might be a little bit difficult to understand, but when two people come together sexually, they become one. The spiritual condition and the nature of the persons involved will be fused together in the spiritual realm. This is also known as a soul tie. You know, some of you may have heard that term before, but you form a soul, you, you are connected in the spiritual realm from that point on. If you don't believe me, then why do you think it is that even years after, you, maybe you've had a one night stand or you know, um, even maybe it lasted more than one night, but maybe this relationship went sour, but you still can't get that person out of your system. You know, even someone that you don't want to remember, you still can't get them out of your system. Well, because you have formed a soul tie with that person. This is also true concerning incest. The victim of it will take on spiritual bondage as a result of the physical act and the invasion of demonic spirits that are forced into or upon that individual. I firmly believe that during an act such as rape, molestation, you know, incest, um, that demonic spirits are involved with the person who's perpetrating the crime and the act, I believe that they are being controlled and being oppressed and directed by demonic spirits. And therefore, when they violate you as an individual, you could be subject to those same spirits. Maybe not all the time, maybe not every time, but I do believe it happens. So, I know that that is a lot to talk about in one night. And I would like to kind of stay there, but I also want you to have time to digest what it is I'm saying to you. So, instead of just 
hammering on that. Um, dear, what do you think? Do you think I should stay there or do you think that it would be good to kind of end the night with something a little bit lighter? Um, not to, not totally lighter, but a little bit lighter, like reading from, from the book uh, about my own life. What do you think? Uh, I think we could stay there a few more minutes because that's a good place to, to, um, to end that. Um, the soul ties um, is, is, is something that really needs to be thought about um, with, with the way the world is now. And so many people um, sleeping around hmm. uh, wi willy-nilly. Uh, it's, it's something that's not really thought about. Or if it is, it's, it's maybe with some shame and then avoidance and it's never really dealt with. So if this will lead someone into just stopping and reviewing their life and their habits, uh, it may lead to, and it should lead to, to uh, a want for change because it's reality. Mm -hmm. It's happening. It's happening right now, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the enemy is upset that, that we're on the air right now and talking about it about the soul ties and about um, giving of yourself to a harlot. It's, it's, it's uh, biblically, it's, it would be called a whoremonger, you yes. know, to, to mm -hmm. live that lifestyle. But that's another word that you don't hear anymore, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I say that's a good place to stay and, and to educate. And okay. none of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. None of us are perfect. These 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 words in this ministry is a, a me first ministry. God deals with us directly, and he and he allows us to share so that we can pull someone else out of the same mess that we were in. Yes, yes. Well, you know, with that said, my mind went back to uh, a very a very dark time in my life when I was uh, going through a divorce, you know, we told our listeners last week that, you know, we were both on our second marriages to each other. So I remember when I was going through a divorce um, years ago and I got involved in a rebound relationship. And I say rebound because, you know, I was on the verge of basically ending my marriage. And that's a, a horrible time to try to form some relationship with someone else, but yet people do it all the time. So I did that. You know, I rebelled against my teachings. I rebelled against, actually, the voice of God. At that time, I didn't realize or acknowledge that it was his voice. And he said to me, you know, this person that you're thinking about, this person that you're interested in, he said he's not for you. He's not for you. And a lot of times we want more information than that. You know, um, he didn't give me any more details than that. He just, I just felt in my spirit and just sensed in my spirit, the Lord was saying, he's not for you. And I said, well, you know what? I've tried it your way, Lord, all these years. My marriage has failed anyway. You know, I've suffered a lot. I've suffered a lot of losses. 
my childhood was a mess, you know, basically I rebelled and I jumped into that quote unquote relationship <laughs> with both feet, so to speak. And I'm telling you, when we, when we talk about soul ties, even after that relationship ended, in the book I talk about it and I call it an affair. Well, now I don't call it an affair anymore because that's a secular term, an affair. Um, it wasn't an affair. It was, it was fornication because I was not married to that man. So it was fornication. And even when it ended, it took me over a year of constantly praying of constantly rebuking my thoughts, seeking the Lord on how to get that out of my system, to get those memories out of my system. I didn't want them there anymore, but they were just there. So when you talk about soul ties, people, we need to really be careful who we share ourselves with, who we give ourselves to. We really need to understand why God says the things that he says. It's not because he wants to bind us, but it's because he loves us. And it's because he doesn't want us to have to suffer with that kind of torment. It was literally torment for me. And we only have like a minute left. Do you have any you want to make any ending comments, my dear? <laughs> or, sh or should we just close out? Well, we, um, we have a good place to pick up on next time. Um, God is truly good, and he's, he's speaking to his people right now, and, and he is faithful. And that's pretty much all I have. Amen. And on that note, I can say that you have been listening to I Am Free. I am not the same woman I used to be. I am free. Good night.